Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, it's Leah. With me this time is Carolina with from Curl Up With Books on Instagram. Welcome back to the podcast, Carolina. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we're doing things a little bit differently. Typically, we pick one book and review it, but I started thinking... There are so many amazing series that we love. Why not review these series as a whole? In our first ever series quick shot review, we give you the Bennett Boys Ranch series by Lauren Landish. It is a three book series, Buckwild, Riding Hard, and Racing Hearts. And Carolina is going to give us the synopsis. Here's the general synopsis for the series. From Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author Lauren Landish comes a hard-riding romance of cowboys who run wild and the women who tame them. Mm-hmm. So book one, um, actually, the release dates for them are, we have Buck Wild. It released September 25th, 2018. So these ones are a little bit older. We have Riding Hard, which was March 26th, 2019. And then Racing Hearts, the final book in the series, was August 31st, 2020. Um, The tropes were contemporary romance, Western, enemies to lovers, summer fling, grumpy sunshine, family feud, forbidden love, cowboy romance, and virgin heroine. So there's a lot for just these three books. And we probably missed a couple because it touched off a lot of different things. It did. It was a good mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we... I'd say a five for steam on each of them. Um, do you agree? Um, I would say between a four and five. Mm-hmm. And then angst level, it was between a three and a four. It depended on the book because and it depended on parts of the books too. Like certain parts of the book were very angsty and certain parts were not very angsty. I would agree. So book one, we have Sophie and James. Um, they meet, and it is not the best meeting. She, He is instantly attracted to her, but he definitely sticks his foot in his mouth, but she does not get a, let him get away with anything. Um, James is on break from the rodeo circuit. Um, there's some push and pull between the two of them, but there's no side and outside entities that affect them. And James is the youngest of the Bennett brothers. Yes, and Sophie is in town for the summer. She is interning with Doc Jones, who's the veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she is done with all of her undergrad stuff, and she's just about to go to vet school. Um, and she found this internship, and so she's kind of local, kind of not, because I, if I remember right, like her brother lives close, but like not so close that so like he's right there, but close enough that they can visit like on a regular basis. Um, and then there, we'll just talk about book one a little bit more. Yeah. Like I said, this is new for us. So we're kind of working <laughs> it out as we go. Um, but so James is, has been away from the ranch since he was 18. Like he turned 18, he left, he went and did the rodeo thing and he loves doing that. But mm-hmm. since he's been home, like their dad had passed away and he has come home on his break and he's been helping out a lot. And so he's kind of in this transition phase where he is convinced that like he really wants to go back to the rodeo circuit and stay there. But then he meets Sophie and things kind of change for him. 
Yeah, and I think the for book one, um, the father passes away, and it's been about a year, so it's still very close and and dear to the family. Like they're still mm-hmm. working through that grief and how everything is going to go. Yes. So, um, as much as he likes um, James, likes being on the circuit, he also has been enjoying the time at home. Right. Um, but. Yeah, there's definitely fireworks when James and Sophie beef for the first time because she, he, like, becomes this cocky cowboy and she puts him in his place. She does not let him get away with anything. And I think his brothers were impressed with that. And so mm-hmm. he was like, oh, you'll be fine. If you can handle him, you will be fine. Well, and I love the fact that, like, she is not this meek person. Like she goes into it. Like she, she knows what she's doing. She is confident in her skills and like, she does not let him push her around. Like, and I feel like that's a big thing. Like he's, he's has a lot of confidence, but so does she. And like, there's, they work really well together. Like they're not overly confident or obnoxious in like the way that they deal with things, but they, they work well together. Mm -hmm. They bounce ideas off of each other in a lot of ways. Um, but they have their special place by the pond too. They do. Um, well, I also like how, so one of the big characters in the series is um, Mama Lou. Uh-huh. And in the beginning, when she learns that James was quite rude to Sophie on the first meeting, uh-huh. she puts James in his place and makes him apologize. And, and then invite her to dinner. <laughs> invites her to dinner. And it was amazing (laughs) yeah and I love her like and then she and it's so funny because you see it in all of the books where like she is such a strong figurehead for like their family strong matriarch yeah yeah exactly um but she yells at them all the time for swearing but then she'll do it and they they can't say anything (laughs) because like she is in charge and they listen to her and they they know, like, if they say it, like, they're going to get yelled at. But I just, I yeah. loved her. And I loved the relationship that she had with all of the boys. Like, you can tell, like, you can feel the yeah. love that, like, this family has for each other. Yeah. And especially even more, like, since their dad had passed away. I think it in it, 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 they were already close. You could tell as you were reading the series of how connected this family was and how mm-hmm. grounded, even though... Um, James goes away and you learn that Luke, um, who's travels a, three, a lot, travels mm-hmm. a lot. Um, they still had a close family connection and right. they and it would, a deep bond. Um, so that was really important, but I want to go back to the pond. Because <laughs> the pond, Ooh. there's, there's some steamy, steamy moments in that, at that pond. And you'll find later moments. So, so sweet. But like, and you'll find later that like the the other brothers have to whistle anytime they're near the (laughs) pond because they have caught uh, Sophie and James like in compromising positions more than once. So they, they have a signal. I'm coming. Like, but I just, I love that. I love the, like the pond is like their special area. And yeah. And like all of their big moments happen at the pond. Yep, absolutely. Um, okay. I I was also I would I would say that um, James is a dirty talker as well. Uh huh. Like I when that started, I was a little um, 
taken back, <laughs> a little surprised, but in a good way. Like it yeah. was just like, whoa, okay, we're going there. Well, that's the thing, like, because it, it, there was no like build up. It was just like instant, no, like bam. it happened. And it's like, oh my. Okay, so let's move on to book two. So Mark. Yes. yes. Uh, book two, Mark and Caitlin meet when Mark is paying for part of Sophie and James's wedding. Um, Mark is a more of a grunts and groans type of guy. Um, Caitlin claims to be vanilla, but is very much not. Um, there's a lot of push and pull between these two, um, mainly because Mark is afraid of showing his true self to Caitlin. Um, and Caitlin is the event planner at the hotel where James and Sophie are getting married. Um, she is new to town as well. Um, yes. She just got the, the position. Um, and this is, I think, pretty much the first wedding that she is doing on her own. Um, I think she's it's done the events first at event other that she is doing on her own. Like, at completely. this hotel. Yes. At this hotel. Yeah, she has event she, experience, but this is the first one at this hotel. Yeah, because she has only been at the the resort for a, a couple months, I think. Because mm -hmm. she had just, like, she had this opportunity and she moved. Like, she broke up with her boyfriend to, to mm -hmm. come here. And it was like, it was like nothing really happened. Like, they broke up and was just like, they were basically roommates. And she, mm -hmm. there was no heartbrokenness because of that and I think that right. was part of a big part of her self-discovery where like who is she like by herself without him because they were together for a really long time and they I think both over just, 10 years I think they were like high school sweethearts and they just got really complacent and it wasn't mm -hmm. really a relationship it was just companionship at that point yeah but I I honestly like I didn't care for Mark at first like he he was he was tough for me because he he's such an asshole sometimes like the things that he said and like the way he acted towards her like I just I could not I I had a hard time with him but he he warmed up to me like I really liked him in the last few chapters but I loved Caitlin from the get-go because she she was a strong like very like confident woman like she knew what she wanted and like mm -hmm. she didn't care like she did what she wanted to do so one of the things that I really appreciated because I come from the hospitality industry and mm -hmm. I have event planning experience um and the author got some of the challenges and hurdles and everything in, in that perspective when she was talking about Caitlin's job spot mm -hmm. on right like the way that brides have crazy requests and how you uh -huh. manage those and say okay you can do that but this you can't say no but yeah we can do that we can get you the elephant but it's going to cost you x y and z <laughs> like right so I really appreciated that element of it um and and I also loved how Sophie really wanted to ingrain herself in the community. She built a really close bond with her assistant and really got to know the town. Um, I loved Mark. I fell in <laughs> love with him. I think he was really kind of misunderstood. He was uh -huh. certainly grumpy and I don't know that people knew how to connect with him. 
and even his brothers, I think, sometimes didn't know how to to take him and manage him um, and truly understand him. And I think that's Caitlin did. And I yeah. loved how she fought for him. Well, and I think and they connected. Of, I think part of that too, though, is like he's he's always been in this position where like he was going to take over the ranch like after his dad retired or like he that was always mm-hmm. the plan and then his dad passed away unexpectedly and so like he was already doing a lot of that work but he's like thrust into this role yeah. where he wasn't he wasn't ready like he wasn't emotionally ready he wasn't physically ready like he was I think mentally he was ready but mentally yes but like he was thrust into it because his dad Mm -hmm. like their dad passed away unexpectedly so it's like he has all of this internal pressure on himself because like his mom is not giving it to him like his brothers are not like Mm -hmm. putting this on him like he has all of this internal struggle and pressure that like he wants to succeed and continue to keep the ranch like where it's supposed to be and like how his dad ran things when his dad isn't there anymore. And I think that is part of where like he, they talk about like how he's always been kind of a grunts and groans like guy, like for a long time. But like, I think it even more so like after his dad passed away, it got even worse because he just, he had so much internal pressure and Caitlin, like the weight of this world was on his shoulders. Yeah. But like Caitlin allowed him to see like, just because this is your situation, like you don't have to have all this pressure, like be proud of the work you're doing. Like your mom is proud of you. Your brothers are proud of you. Like you should be proud of what you're doing. Like your father would be extremely proud of you. Well, and I think also when it comes to relationships, there's different things he's looking for in a relationship. I'm trying to word this carefully. So not Uh to give anything away. Um, And he had a relationship where that didn't end out working and that scarred him. Um, So she really brought it out in him that this was okay. And this is what she wants as well. And they liked that. Um, I think Mark also had a vulnerability that nobody really saw until Caitlin saw it. I think Mm -hmm. his mom saw it, but couldn't get him well, but she's his mom, so it? it's different. Yeah. Like, right. it's it's a different situation coming from his mom. But, like, he, you're right. He got hurt and he got scared and he didn't was afraid to show that side of him to anybody else. And, like, even when he does with Caitlin, like, his instant reaction is to panic and run. And she doesn't understand why because she was completely okay with everything that had happened. It was like I love how I she want... chases after him and goes and like is like no. And that, that was the big me. thing. Like she, like he kept pushing her away and pushing her away, and but she could tell, like she could see through like his emotions. Like she could see, like he doesn't want to do this. Like there's something going on, and she did not allow it. Like she did a little bit just because. There was that internal like struggle with her a little bit also. But once she realized exactly how he thought and she could see this is not what he wants, like she was all in full force. Like she did not let him like back away. And she was surprised that that was something that she wanted. She actually kind of thrived in that and Mm -hmm. was like, oh, I really like this. I I am 100% in on this. Yeah, exactly. And I think Mama Lou is like a big thing too, because 
she pulled Caitlin into the fold mm-hmm. the, the same way she did with Sophie. And I, and Mama Lou like sees this, them like as these perfect solutions, not solutions, but perfect fits for their, her sons. And I think that was a big part too. Like Caitlin could see how much Mama Lou like enveloped her in the, like in the family fold. And she wouldn't do that with just anybody. Cause yeah. That, she brings people in, but she doesn't really envelope them unless, like, they're meant to be there. Yeah. All right. So book three. book three. Yes. So we have the Bennets and the Tannins, who have been neighbors forever. Luke, who is the middle Bennett boy, has never seen Cheyenne as anything more than the neighbor girl. But something changes when he sees her at Hank's one night, which is like the local bar and restaurant that they go and hang out at and starts a forbidden love because Bennett's and Tannins should, should not be together or should they? Well, we should say that we meet the Tannins in book one. They're throughout the series as neighbors. Mm -hmm. And there is some conflict in book one um, because Mr. Tannin, the father tries to buy is a douchebag um, and tries to buy the ranch. So this is not the first encounter we've we've had with them. And we meet no, and Cheyenne, like, Cheyenne and uh, Sophie are best friends. They become friends in book one because she, like Sophie doesn't have any female friends in this area. And Cheyenne has really no friends. She's kind of sheltered, but not in a bad way. Like she's a very strong, strong character with a very good sense of self. But she just, she's just... She's on the ranch and she doesn't. She's never really, she's been within the town. She's been on the ranch. She knows the ranching way of life. She's, um, their mother, um, passed Cheyenne's away. mother passed away when she was, I think, 13. And she had to step up and help take care of her brothers and her father. So mm-hmm. she she knows how to take care of a household and a, and a well, family. Well, she takes care degree. of it. Like, yep. she takes care of it and she's a boss like she is a boss. she talks about all this stuff that she does and like how she does things it's like she she does not there is no idol for her like it is no. full speed i am in charge of myself and what is going on and i just loved her she, like she's and she's a little entrepreneur as well because she has her goat milk soaps and she sells canning goods or canned mm-hmm. goods and pies so she really, she with, and, and I think that was all natural to her. Like she uh-huh. didn't, I think Sophie helped her grow it even bigger, like realize how special she was because Cheyenne just felt like I have to do this because this is what my family needs. Well, I think Sophie allowed her to see like the world, like outside of the ranch, mm-hmm. because for the longest time, like the ranch and her brothers and her dad or her life. And then things happen in the first book and all of them kind of saw their dad in a different light because of things that they discovered. And it wasn't all, it wasn't really good, but Sophie allowed her to see that there Mm -hmm. were things besides ranching and besides just living at the ranch and doing things for the ranch. She allowed her to explore even just in, in their area, but she got out of that, small pocket that she had been living in yeah um so so one of the things that i appreciated about in this book was um that 
there was an explanation on, you know, you have these two characters who've been neighbors forever. Yeah. And so it's like, why all of a sudden are they like connecting? Uh-huh. Um, because they've pretty much known each other their whole lives. And right. they do have um, Luke and Sophie, or not Luke and Sophie, Luke and Cheyenne have that conversation. And Luke shares with her one night, like, yeah, I, I, he's like, I, it just kind of happened one night and I saw you differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a nice little conversation about that versus yeah, sometimes like it, that they gets didn't glossed it. over. Yeah, they didn't leave it just to like you to figure out as the reader, like why this is happening. Like he even said, like you were this pesky like kid that like, no, like I didn't want anything to do with. And then I like you weren't really around a lot and I was gone. And like the, the relationship between the families got really, really stilted. And, but then things changed for him. And I was, I was happy like to hear that explanation and, and the fact that like, he was so open with her about everything too. And that was a big thing. Like they had such good communication skills. They had such wonderful conversations and they had their own spot, not for the same reasons that Sophie and James had, but they had a spot (laughs) at first, (laughs) but they had a spot that they would meet up by this tree and they would leave a blanket there, like Mm -hmm. by the tree. And leave like little notes for each other too. Yeah, and they would, meet like late at night once everybody was in bed and sit and talk and Uh I loved those conversations because they Mm -hmm. you see them really get to know each other as adults and that's a they weren't surface conversations though like they talked they were some deep moments and they talked about um their feelings and how like Cheyenne felt like about taking care of her family and how Luke felt about leaving and coming back and all of that. Like there, there were, have a lot of deep moments like at that tree. It's like the tree, which is the one of, at like one of the property lines. So it's like the tree, the tree is actually what really brought them together because like Luke had this moment at Hank's and was like, Hmm, I think I like this, but then he found her at the tree. And that's like when everything really started for both of them. And they, and they joked, or he gave her a hard time because the tree trunk was on her property, but the branches were over there, over the, um, like the branch the, she's sitting on was on the, it was on over the Bennett his property. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So it was some really wonderful moments that they really got to develop their relationship. And I love that she had such a good relationship with her brothers. And that was a big factor too, because her brothers were very against her and Luke being together. And it didn't matter how he treated her or that he like worshipped her basically. Like he was a Bennett and her brothers were very against that. And I love like mm-hmm. the little traditions that they have as a family. Cause when their mom was alive, like they, she would make them birthday pancakes. And after she passed away, like her and her brothers would continue that tradition. Like, the boys would make Cheyenne pancakes on her birthday, which I just loved because she typically was the one taking care of them. Not that they were incapable of doing it, but it was just, that was the way things were. But they, they were really close. Like they, the four of them, because there's three Tannen boys and then Cheyenne and, but they had such a good relationship and there was a lot of tension between her and her brother Brody in this book because of Luke. But it all works out in the end. Yes. Um, and 
um, Cheyenne is our virgin heroine in this mm-hmm. series. Um, and I also really like how Luke treated that very as a very special gift. Mm-hmm. You know, he he didn't once he realized that he really found ways to cherish her and make that experience special. Yeah, exactly. And then after like he made that experience special, like they really were able to explore like and and she has a dirty mouth. <laughs> like all kind of the, dirty talkers. They are, but like series. you don't expect the 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 female, but she she was dirty. And like he even like says, like the longer like they're together, the dirtier she gets. <laughs> like she just she had the knack for the dirty talk. But I love that about her. Because she just she wasn't afraid of like anything. Like she she was uh, my name is Cheyenne and I am Cheyenne. I'm gonna do what I want. Like I don't care. Like and I love that about her. Yeah. And I like too, like the in the books. I'm going to spoil a little bit, but like Mama Lou, like one of her big things is her fried chicken. And she's only sharing her fried chicken recipe with the people that are becoming family. And, then, and so she shares Boys it with Sophie. don't so- even know the fried chicken exactly. recipe. Exactly. But she shares fried- it with Sophie. She shares it with Caitlin. And then when Luke comes in and they're making that, she says, I'm not sharing it with Cheyenne. But it was because Cheyenne probably has her own fried chicken. Cheyenne's thing. mama. She already knows her mama's. Like it yeah. was a mutual respect. It was and a there mutual moments, respect. Yeah, there were moments um, where James kind of told Sophie and um, Mark told Caitlin, like, "No, you guys don't realize this is a special moment that Mama Lou is sharing this fried chicken recipe with you. Uh-huh. Like that means you got a her blessing. big deal. Like that it's is a, a big." It's deal. a huge deal because she did not give that to anybody. No, but and each of each of the ladies had a freak out moment with it. Like, uh huh. It was so, yeah. But I, but I love that because like she had such respect because her Cheyenne's mom and Mama Lou were best friends when they were alive, and I love that she had that respect for that relationship and had that respect. Like she was pulling her into the fold and the boys into the fold. Yeah. And but she still respected the the livelihood that they had like for their family as their family. Yes. Um, okay, so the Tannen brothers, I have to say that um in books one and two, I'm like, how I I wasn't excited about them because they're they were kind of bullies in the first I, few yeah. books. But it wasn't until reading the third book, Racing Hearts, that I'm like, okay, now I want to read their stories. Well, you've got me hooked. (laughs) And you kind of understand, not that it's ever okay, but you understand like where their thought process is coming from because they have been told a lot of untruths about the Bennets from their dad, who is not a good person, to be honest, like... He might have been a good person at one point, but he makes so many bad decisions. And like, mm-hmm. and their their perspective is so clouded by the things that he says. And so, but they took it to heart. And I think a lot of the issue is they're having a hard time reconciling like things that their dad told them and then things that are actually the way that they are. So, and that was part of the issue, I think, with Luke and Cheyenne's book, because like the boys are seeing the Bennett's in a whole new light because 
Right. More stuff is coming to light based on things that their dad told them, but it was not truth. But I, I did. I haven't read them yet because they've, they've been on my TBR forever. But after, after the first book, I was like, I know she's going to do something good with them, but I don't, I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the series ends with all three couples with their happily ever after. And then the Bennett, the Bennett's and the Tannins have worked through all of their issues and have actually become like one big happy family because things happen. We don't want to spoil that, but they are pulled into the fold even more so with just Luke and Cheyenne getting together. Um, yes. And so you'll be able to get to see them in their own series, which is a spinoff of this one. Um, and I th- Brutal, who is there's Brody, Bruce, which they call him Brutal, and Bobby. And Brutal slash Bruce is the first book. Um, and it is called Rough, Rough Love, Rough Country. That's Rough Something. They're all rough. And then the second <laughs> word, but I can't remember what they are off the top of my head. And then if you, after you read the third one, if you get to the extended epilogue, I did not read this, but Carolina did. And it's from I Mama Lou's perspective. Yes. The extended epilogue, um, you get, there's a link to sign up um, with your email to get the extended epilogue. It is from Mama Lou's perspective. Uh, And so you get a little nervous because do you really like want to know about the parent's relationship? Um, But because the father did have such a strong presence and you could tell there was so much love between them, um, I was super curious and it is, it was, it, it was beautifully written. It was, you, you learn a little bit about them. Um, it's in the future from Racing Heart. So it's okay. um, uh, like a year, I think, um, in the future and, or like six months to a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit down the road and you learn a little bit more about uh, Mama Lou and John's relationship. You get up to speed with, um, no, it's about six months. That's right. It's six months because you get to hear more about um, Sophie and James's baby. And you get to hear a little bit more about the relationships and what's going on. And um, some traditions come back into play in the book. Um, again, not going to spoil it, but it's a really sweet and beautiful epilogue. That's, Um, I'll have to check that one out. So, okay. So did you like this series and which was your favorite of the three? Um, yes, I love this series. It was a fantastic cowboy series. Um, and I loved the small town community. We didn't really get to talk a lot about that, but there is just a great little community within the Mm -hmm. series as well. Um, my favorite was writing hard with Mark and Caitlin. Okay. I also enjoyed this. And my favorite is racing hearts with Luke and Cheyenne. Okay. So yeah, they were my second favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Who would typically like the series? Um, fans of dirty talking cowboys with strong family bonds. Yeah, they are very dirty talking. Um, so anybody who likes a good cowboy romance, um, Nicole Snow fans, um, she has very similar writing style and similar heroes to um, more landish. And if you like them hot and steamy, it's the way to go. So Carolina, would you recommend this series? 
Um, I would absolutely recommend the series. For me, it was easy to get lost in each book. Um, the minute I finished one, I picked up the next one right away. This was my first time reading Lauren Landish, um, and I can't, I, I honestly can't wait to read the Tannen series. And um, also there is another series where um, Sophie's brother, Jake, and his wife, Roxy, um, it's, it's prior to the Bennett series comes into play. So I, I want to read that one too, because he's a big presence in yeah. the first and third book. First and yeah, second. that's the irresistible. It's the irresistible bachelor series. Um, I want to say Jake and Roxy's book is book three. It's called Heartbreaker, and it in like Sophie's still a teenager um, when their book is happening. So like she mm -hmm. like they've been a family for a while. Like when this is um, doing it, but I would also recommend this series because you are missing out if you have not read it. Um, but both like I have read the irresistible bachelors that entire series. It's very good, and then. I'm going to dive into the tannins as well. But that gives us the end of this first ever series review. It's probably a little bit longer than we planned, but there's a lot of books to talk about. Um, but thank you, Carolina, for joining us on this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me back. It was fun as always. All right. Bye, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.